Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted yet again you've been able to tune in with us. Now, before we do get into today's show, let's just get all the housework out of the way. Now, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you already haven't, and please do give us a bit of an old share. If you want to support the show, there's a link down below in the description to buy me a coffee, and we accept cappuccinos, coffee lattes, whatever you may have out there, we'll accept it, and you can buy us a coffee down there. And finally, if you'd like to listen to the podcast uh, or if you'd like to listen through a podcast player there's also a link down just below in the description and you'll find a host of other podcast players where we are regularly found so now that that's all done we're going to jump into the top four stories that are doing the rounds in thailand today and we're actually starting off with one of the sadder stories and it's in relation to one of the wild boar football uh the team captain collapsed in his room in london on sunday and uh unfortunately passed away wild boar soccer team captain duang pet dom prom tep collapsed in his room in england on sunday and was rushed to hospital for emergency treatment but later died According to the Thai Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Duangpet was found unconscious in his room and was immediately admitted to the intensive care unit of a nearby hospital. Duangpet was studying at the Brookhouse College Football Academy, a prestigious soccer school in Leicester, under the scholarship of Zico Foundation and Sports Educational Foundation. The ministry said that the hospital had advised that Dong Pet's family of his condition and that they were advised to fly to the UK as soon as possible, but the footballer's condition steadily deteriorated and he eventually died at 1.43pm local time on Tuesday. The Thai Embassy in London have been in close contact with the Zico Foundation, the Brookhouse College Football Academy and the deceased's family to make all necessary arrangements and to provide help, said the ministry, adding that the school has informed the parents of all the students at the school of Dong Poet's passing. The ministry also expressed its condolences to the deceased footballer family. The 12 footballers, including Duang Pet and their coach, were trapped deep inside the flooded Tam Luang Kun Nam Nang Non in Chiang Rai for 17 days in 2018. Their plight resulted in an international search and rescue operation watched by audience around the world when rescuers of many nationalities raced against rising water in the cave to save them. And a very, very sad story. Um, Condolences to uh, his family, his friends, you know, people that knew him. It's a... A terrible thing to survive such an ordeal back in 2018 and only you know four or five years later to actually you know die and it's very unfortunate that seems to be the only information we have about what's happened to him so far if we do get any more information of course we will update on the show now moving along big joke faces down critics Deputy National Police Chief Police General Surachat Hakparn has vowed to stamp out graft, rocking the Immigration Bureau, and bring any corrupt officials to justice. He's referring to the 110 immigration officers who are suspected of involvement in issuing visas illegally to Chinese investors in so-called grey businesses. Criminal charges will be brought against the officers, including three police generals and their officers of various ranks, he said. They will be charged with malfeasance and demanding and taking benefits in return for illegal services. They will be summoned to answer the charges this month, said Police General Suratat, also known as Big Joke, who is overseeing the investigation. Of the three generals, two are his former classmates at the Royal Police Cadet Academy and the other is his senior at the academy, he added. 
Police General Surichat told the Bangkok Post during the week that while Thailand is a popular destination for travellers from all around the world, the country is also a bolt hole for transnational criminals, particularly those from China. He said the trend began when Beijing launched a crackdown on criminal activities including narcotics and online gambling. Many of these criminals wanted to operate in countries with a weak bureaucratic system and Thailand was on their radar, said Police General Surachat, who formerly served as the IB Commissioner. They managed to enter Thailand and operate shady businesses such as opening the Jinling Pub, which catered to Chinese tourists on Sharan Rat Road in Yanwana District, he said. The pub was raided by police on October 26th last year and drug tests came back positive for 104 patrons, 99 of whom were Chinese nationals. The IB is bound by duty to prevent those criminals from slipping through immigration controls. Immigration is the country's barrier against criminals. Strict controls keep them at bay. But as it happens, some immigration officers were suspected of facilitating their entry into the country, he noted. Police General Surachart said the Chinese criminals enter Thailand using student visas, while some apply for volunteer visas to work for foundations in the country. For visa extensions, they do not report in person, but pay an agent to handle the matter. They offer some immigration officers money under the table to facilitate the procedure or turn a blind eye, he said. Many submitted documents issued by language schools or volunteer foundations as a ploy to extend their visas, he said. They do not actually study at schools or work as volunteers as they claim. Some are 60 years old but still can apply for an extension of their student visa because immigration officers have failed to carry out their duty properly. They, immigration officers, are duty-bound to check whether those schools and foundations exist, but they fail to do so. Some police inspectors serve as chairs of those illegal foundations set up as a front to aid those Chinese criminals, he noted. He said that the 110 immigration officers were alleged to have committed a criminal conspiracy by setting up firms that process visa applications for foreigners, especially Chinese nationals, who travel to Thailand with a tourist visa but go on to obtain non-immigrant visas without meeting the necessary business or volunteer criteria. Police General Suratad said these policemen had forged the signatures of provincial governors and permitted photo identification for visa applicants during the pandemic, even though the law required applicants to report in person. Most such cases have been found in the northern and northern eastern regions, he also noted. When I served as the IB chief, thousands of overstayers, many of whom were criminals, were arrested and deported. Right now, they are returning and trying to secure student or volunteer visas for a longer stay of up to one year with the help of corrupt immigration officers. He said National Police Chief Police General Damron Sack had instructed him to take tough action against the immigration officers suspected of involvement. However, Police General Suratad said the officer had filed complaints against him as they claimed that they were treated unfairly and the probe is not in line with the law. The National Police Chief has ordered a police inspector general to look into the matter, he said, adding that he is confident the investigation against the 110 officers is above board. Further, he goes on to say that uh, he suggested artificial intelligence and biometric identification systems be fully applied to improve efficiency in immigration control to handle the surge in tourist arrivals as the country reopens. Biometric identification systems use individuals' unique intrinsic physical characteristic, fingerprints or handprints, facial patterns, voice, vein maps or even brain waves to verify their identity. 
Using technologies will also help curb corruption, he said, adding there is no need to buy these systems as they are already available to rent. So yes, Big Joke is hard at it again, and basically this just shows how corrupt the whole system has been for so long. But I mean, I think a lot of us understood what has been going on. Now, I've always said to many people who've asked me about these volunteer visas here in Thailand, and there is going to be coming a point where these are going to be scrapped completely because they're just completely taken advantage of. I mean, many, many people, not even obviously criminals, but, you know, normal people are are trying to get volunteer visas and never volunteering. And the same with these uh, these educational visas. Well, I think there's going to be a huge clampdown coming. And I think a lot of people are going to be caught in the crosshairs and not know what to do. Basically, people applying through these kind of methods normally don't meet the criteria for any other kind of visa. So hence why they're doing it. Again, I, I think it's fair to say that the corruption within this department is very well known. I think many foreigners would say that they've had run-ins and at least felt that there's moments where they've encountered some kind of corruption or bribery needed to get things done. Again, also using agents, that's another issue. When you use agents, generally a lot of people use them because they don't meet the criteria needed. And agents know people within the immigration officer where a little bit of money may or may not help your application along the way. But nevertheless, that is currently what's going on. And there is a lot of people in the crosshairs at the moment. And I think for people on volunteer visas, educational visas here in Thailand, who haven't been meeting the criteria, I have a feeling that their time in the country may be up and they may need to start looking at another form of visa to be able to let them stay here longer in Thailand. Anyway, moving along to the next story, and actually it's a bit of a follow-up on the 300 baht tourism fee, but calls for scrutiny of the tourism fund. Tourism operators are concerned about the transparency of the Tourism Promotion Fund, which is estimated to have a budget of more than 13 million baht from the 300 baht tourism fee collected from international visitors. The cabinet this week approved the collection of the fee expected to start this June. The Tourism and Sports Ministry is projected to collect 3.9 billion baht this year and more than 10 billion from 40 million visitors estimated for next year. The president of the Association of Thai Travel Agents said the fund management must be transparent and use the principle of checks and balances to avoid accusations of corruption or ineffective spending. He said the structure of the Tourism Promotions Fund subcommittee responsible for approving tourism project proposals should be balanced between the government and the private sector to assure that the budget allocation does not favour any interest groups or is used for improper purposes. Mr. Sitavas Shah said that another concern is fee collection from foreign arrivals at borders as those channels are the most susceptible to corruption. The ministry needs to set up a prudent system that can prove the exact number of visitors and fee tally at each immigration point, he said. We have to closely monitor the structure of the fund subcommittee that review all project proposals as well as proves regulations. Given the huge sum of money involved, the government should be able to assure the public about the transparency of the fund. Now, according to the Tourism and Sports Ministry, the method of fee collection for entry by land could be kiosks at checkpoints for visitors to pay before proceeding to immigration. These services might be opened up for private sector bidding, said the ministry. Now, Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotels Association, said the total receipts from the fee collection after deducting expenses of around 50 baht per head for insurance would be huge, with careful policies needed to regulate the fund. 
A critical obstacle the THA often encounters when dealing with state agency is they don't understand the importance of or urgency of projects, particularly regarding human resource management and development, she said. Ms. Marisa said often such agencies are not directly involved with the tourism industry and they mostly refuse to offer budgets to the private sector. It would be more effective if the Tourism Promotion Fund members have an understanding of the industry and allow the private sector to share opinions as they have expertise and are familiar with the problem, she said. The tourism industry has a challenge in terms of uneven development as some big players are equipped with skilled human resources while most small operators don't have such manpower. Projects supported by the fund could provide smaller operators with equal opportunities in skill development, which should be a priority for this fund. And I think there's a lot of common sense being used in this discussion about what's going to happen with this fund and how exactly it's going to be dished out. Yes, a committee should be involved, but it shouldn't be just government officials. And it should be a wide range of people within the tourism industry who can decide that, yes, this is a good product, no project, this is a bad project. And also the collection of it. Like they say, the borders will be the part where the most corruption probably goes on. But there's a, an intro, a very good way to stop that. You don't accept cash. You set up a method of payment and it's well known that it's only electronic or credit card or bank transfers, you know, QR code payment or something, but no cash payments whatsoever. And of course, if it's only going into one account, then of course you'd have no issue and you can follow the money. So we'll see how it works out. They yet to say how Thai nationals, um, foreigners with work permits, etc., will be able to skip paying this because they said it's going to be tacked onto airline fees. So we'll see how that'll go about. How or will he have to apply for a refund later? I mean, good luck with that. But nevertheless, that's exactly where it is. As I said in the previous show. I don't really care about the 300 baht. I don't think you're going to notice it on your airline ticket, especially the way the prices are up and down so much these days. I mean, Jesus. I mean, between yesterday and today, there's a jump of a couple of thousand if you're flying to certain parts of Europe. But anyway, I'd love to know your opinion of it all, though. Do you think this is going to lead to more corruption within the system? Do you think this money could be put to good use and develop key tourism structures around the country? I'd love to know your opinion, guys, as always, in the comment section down below. And finally, our Prime Minister Priyat hits back at Triad's jibe. Prime Minister Priyat Chan-a-Cha on Thursday hit back at the opposition over the granting of Thai citizenship to Chinese-born businessman and suspected crime boss China Tuhao Kornchananat, saying it was the Yingluk Shinawatra government that endorsed his naturalization. Speaking during the last days of the general debate in Parliament on Thursday, General Pryat said that Mr. Chayanath's naturalization process took place in 20 th- 2011 during Yingluk's administration. When shady businesses operated by Chinese tri- triads in the country were exposed, authorities launched probes leading to the arrest of suspects, including Mr. Chayanath, General Pryat said. They, the shady businesses, had been ignored for a long time. This government never sells houses and offers citizenship to anyone, said General Pryat, referring to a police raid on several locations across Greater Bangkok on November 29, including a luxury housing product in the La Salle area of Samut Prakan. A police probe found that many houses owned by a suspected nominee of the Chinese criminal syndicate tied to Mr. Chayanath were developed by SET-listed developer SC Asset Corporation, which counts members of the Shinawatra family as its shareholders, the source said. However, the opposition Bhutai party said that SC Asset denied having any links to the Chinese criminal syndicate, saying foes were trying to ruin their reputation. 
Company shareholders also have nothing to do with the sale of houses to the crime syndicate, the firm said. In response to graft accusations made against the government by the opposition during the debate, General Pryor said several former cabinet ministers are now serving jail times and some fled the countries to escape justice. But no cabinet ministers have ever been sent to jail since 2014 when he first became prime minister after the coup, he said. Of course, now, he's not mentioning one of the top guys that was in his party, who I think was the minister for transport, who did time in... Australia for cocaine smuggling. I guess he missed that one. Anyway, Minister Alapong Payajinda told Parliament Thursday that Mr. Chayanat, who married former police colonel Watanani, applied for Thai citizenship on August 3rd, 2011, at the Police Special Branch Bureau. With a recommendation from the Inter- Interior Ministry Screening Committee, Charapong Rung Suan, who was Interior Minister in the Yingklo government at the time, endorsed Mr. Chayanat's naturalization in 2013, he said. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it's not really a surprise. Now, some of the interesting thing is, is that a lot of money from uh, this uh, suspected Chinese crime boss, uh, they have been found to have donated a lot of money to the current ruling party here in Thailand. So I don't think they can wash their hands totally of it. Now, if he was naturalized back in 2013 under the Yinglo government, well, then they are responsible. But the idea that the the prime minister is saying that they really, uh, you know, hands up or we've nothing to do with any of this, I think is probably being a bit disingenuous to the whole situation. But nevertheless, that's it. And that is the four stories today, guys. Delighted you were able to join us. I hope we'll see you in the next couple of days. And as always, stay safe and have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.